synopsis and summary of Laskil Chabina to enlighten with understanding to the 11th letter of the holy letters of the Balatanya. As we discussed yesterday, we went on an enormous journey together, which is deep into the essence of enlightenment, which these 60 or so shiurim are culled from a vast, enormous amount of sources and Hasidic texts, which consist of hundreds, if not for thousands of pages, where all of the Hasidic masters explain the deepest concepts of Divrei Likim Chaim, of the words of the living God, which is the enormous revolution and revelation that the Baal Shem Tov gave, which in this simon, in this holy letter, although very cryptic, although written very concise and very short, contain some of the greatest secrets for a meaningful life. And we are explaining that true enlightenment, what the Balatanya is explaining over here, is the idea of Laskil Chabina, is the idea of enlightening with understanding. That a person's understanding, his comprehension, his full meditation, his full attention, the full attention that he has during the day should be to the enlightenment of his mind, to the wisdom that he knows. Meaning to say that what we discover in the class, what we discover in the shir, what we discover the truth of our life, that should be the attention of our life. Not that we should go to pray afterwards, or not that we should go to our work afterwards, and this will just become another fleeting concept that we will maybe learn again tomorrow or that we will hope to achieve one day in the future. But that the essence of enlightenment is to enlighten with understanding, that the understanding that I have throughout the day is the enlightenment. The attention that I have throughout the day is what I discover to be true. Meaning to say, a person lives a certain amount of years, 12, 13, 30, 40, 50, whatever the amount of years, with a certain structure, with a certain security, with a certain belief system. And all the time, they don't find fulfillment in that. And then they discover that the holy Hasidic masters explain that that's because you don't understand what the purpose of life is. The purpose of life is to make a dira b'dachtoinu, is to make a dwelling place for God in this world. The purpose of life is that your core of your soul, your core of your identity, your chelik elikame mal mamish, the part of you that's infinite, that's connected with God all the time, 
should come deeply into your body, should transform your body, should be revealed in your body. The, inli- the, the unlimited part of your soul, the part of your soul that's incomprehensible, that's indescribable. That part of your soul should flow through all of your organs, should flow through all of your organs in a miraculous fashion, in a fashion that's indescribable, incomprehensible. That is the purpose of a person's life. Which in practical terms that means to sanctify all your organs, not to be limited by your animal, not to be brought into your vegetable, not to be brought into the mineral, not to be into a sleepful state, in a state of running around, not to be anxious, not to be depressed, not to be running after the lusts and the temptations of this world, but always to go deeper, Because all your organs were given for you to be able to go deeper. They were given for you to be able to hold your soul, but to be able to go deep inside to your soul. This is what we discussed, why we spent an enormous amount of time in the beginning for Hagdama to explain to us this idea of tzitzis. This idea of living life as if it's your last day, because the fact is, the only day you ever live is today. And you use all this metaphoric metaphoric language to realize that the greatest illusion of all is time. The greatest illusion is that I have a tomorrow that's coming that's going to be better. And if a person can eliminate time from his consciousness, if a person can get rid of time, then they instantly make all the action, then they instantly do what needs to be done. The root of all suffering is procrastination, is the idea that I have some time, some time better in the future for me to realize the fulfillment of my life. And the proof that that is all an illusion is the fact that you never lived in the past. And when anything you want, even your biggest temptation, your biggest desire, spiritual or physical, whenever that's going to arrive, it's not going to arrive as tomorrow. You are not going to say that tomorrow has arrived. You are always going to experience everything in the now, right now. And the reason for that is, says the Holy Balatanya, is the Chiddush of the Baal which is that the world is being created only now, something from nothing. And even this moment now will give rise to the next moment. And every moment must be used to its fullest potential. But if I have another moment tomorrow, if I have another moment in the next minute, if there's something more important that's coming, then how will I use out the moment that I have right now to its fullest? How will I be fully present in this moment right now? How will I not be anxious? No, Chof Shvat in 1970, the Lubavitcher Rebbe was sitting by a Fabringen. And in an hour and 20 minutes, there was a charter plane that was supposed to leave from JFK to go to Israel. 
And a lot of the chassidim that were sitting at that fabrengen were supposed to be traveling on that plane. And the Rebbe was deeply involved in a fabrengen. And there were thousands of chassidim sitting in 770 listening to the Rebbe intently. But many of them were looking at the clock. And they were trying to calculate how are they going to get home. How are they going to hug their family members? How are they going to pack their bags and say goodbye and take a taxi and go all the way to JFK and still make the plane? In the middle of the, the Fabrengen, the Rebbe started to say, you could all watch this video, it's called In the Moment. Chabad.org gave out the video, you could watch it, where the Rebbe starts to say, when I was younger, I came into my father-in-law and I asked him. I saw him one time sitting in a most comfortable, relaxed type of way. And I couldn't understand because in a few minutes, he had to walk to the train station, which was 10 or 15 minutes away. And he would barely have time to make the train. And he had to take a train for an important Pikuach nefesh, something that it was utter important to save many Jewish lives. And I saw my father-in-law, the Rebbe says, in a most comfortable situation. And I couldn't hold myself back. And I asked him, to such an extent that you could sit there being so comfortable? And the Rebbe says that my holy father-in-law told me, that this means Hatzlacha Bizman, this means to be successful in time. He said, I heard this from my father, who heard this from his father. Which how does a person have true success in time? It's they recognize that there is no other moment in the future. And to be fully present in this moment means to fill the moment entirely. And if you fill the moment entirely, if you fully show up, if you're fully there, then there's nothing else. And he said his holy father-in-law told him that this is the answer to the question about the Rajbah. The Rajbah was one of the greatest Rishonim. He was a rabbi who wrote answers. He had a great childless atruvus. He used to write a tremendous amount of answers to all the rabbinic sages and to all the people of the generation. And he was also a rabbi who gave a class three times a day. And the caliber of the students of his class was beyond imagination. They ended up being the rabbis of the generation. And he also was a doctor who saw untold amount of patients. And the Rajbah also did the rest of Torah mitzvahs like every other Jew. And the Rajbah also took a stroll for an hour a day, at least. And the Rebbe said that his father-in-law told him, how is it possible that a person could do something like this? How is it possible that a person could do so many enormous things in a day? And he said, the only way it's possible is that whatever you're doing, you come so fully deeply into it, that when you're teaching your students, there's no other existence in the world. 
You so come fully into what you're doing that you are oblivious to anything else. There's no other moment and there's no other existence. And when you're taking a walk, you don't have any students and you're not a doctor. And when you're writing a response, there's no students, there's no stroll. You're not a doctor. You're fully where you are entirely. And he says, this means that's loch of Isman. And then the Rebbe continued and he said, we all know what it says in Shari Yichud that the world has been created something from nothing. So that means that the ticket hasn't been created yet, and the airplane hasn't been created yet, and the airport hasn't been created yet, and the only thing we have is this moment right now where we are fabrenging together. And if somebody is truly in this moment right now, then they can have zero anxiety. Because they're so present that clock time is the only thing that's in the back of their mind. But they are fully present and they are not dealing with psychological time. They are not dealing with an anxiety. They, are, they did not show up superficially, vicariously. They are so present that they are fully there in the moment. And he says, this is what it means, that's loch man. A person to realize <coughs> that only what is, is right now. And the whole entire world what's being created, is being created right now. And in the face of that enormity, a person has to be as present as possible. And when you're as present as possible, then you have used out the moment to its fullest. Then you, you have acted with tremendous intelligence. In that moment, you have acted with tremendous soulful energy. And your sensitivity to the moment, your sensitivity to who you see, your sensitivity to what you do, your sensitivity to listening, every single thing around you will be highly vibrant. Because you're not waiting for a better moment in the future. You're not waiting for a better time in the future. A better illusion where you could express yourself. And this is what the Rebbe said is the core of Atzlach of Isman. To have true success in time means to, to see truly that time is an illusion. And why is time an illusion? Because your life only unfolds in this minute right now. And with this minute right now, the whole entire creation of the world is happening brand new. And this is what the Balatanya says is the beginning of enlightenment because in order to achieve this enlightenment, even if you have it for a moment in time, even if you discovered it every day during this year, <coughs> the Balatanya still says, this is why Laskil Chabina has become real in many people's lives. That a person has to take this concept and he has to meditate on it. And he has to think about it very deeply. He has to picture it in his mind. Because if he doesn't picture it in his mind, if he doesn't meditate on this, Then his second nature of being triggered all the time, anxieties, depressions, temptations, 
All of these things will suck a person out. He will suck out the person's oxygen of the moment right now. And it will always tell him that a better moment is coming in the future. This is why it's extremely important to understand that when a person, if you discover this enlightenment even for one moment in time, then you have to realize that the person's job in life is to discover this in a very deep, profound fashion. And this demands tremendous meditation. Because once you discover this, everything else is easy. The rest of Tanya, what the Balatanya is talking about is people that are tremendously involved with attachments to this world. But somebody who truly, truly meditates, he could truly picture in his mind that he's being created at this moment, something from nothing that God has created him this moment right now. And at this moment right now, he meets God and he has to try to tap into this spiritual potential. At this moment right now, such a person essentially is non-attached. He is not attached. He is not seeking fulfillment in one moment in time in the future. He's not holding on to a trauma of one moment in time in the future. You see, life is like a candle. Where there's the wick and there's the oil. And then there's the flame. The wick and the oil are what hold the flame in place, are what allow the gift of sight, the gift of light, the gift of vision, the gift of the clarity that the light will bring, the candle will bring to the room. But it's a perpetual experience, it's a constant experience. And if the wick is too thick, then the oil won't be able to be sucked through the wick and it won't be able to be absorbed and it won't be able to light the candle. And if the wick is replaced with a log, there will be tremendous clogment, there will be tremendous obstruction, and there will be a lot of noise with a lot of sparks. But if the wick is refined, then the light flows through it easily. If you throw a log into a fire, you get tremendous amount of noise. And until the log can catch fire, until the flame, because a log and fire are incompatible. They're incompatible, they don't work together. But a wick and oil and a flame without any obstruction, a good, beautiful wick, together with the oil, pure oil, and a flame that is quiet. It's completely quiet, it's completely silent. What the Balatanya is explaining over here is that our wick and our flame is our body. Our wick and our oil is our body. And the flame is the soul that's deep inside our heart, deep inside our minds. And our bodies are trying to tempt us, they're trying to obstruct. And as we go through life, they become more and more coarse, they become more and more, they take up a life of their own. And the goal of life is to refine our bodies, to refine our minds, our hearts, our way of seeing.
And then the light of our consciousness, the light of our soul could flow through it easily. And then we could be sensitive to another person. Then we could be not trying to run after passions, running after our addictions, running after our hopes. We could drop our anxieties, drop our depressions, drop everything from the left side, which the left side is always trying to hold on to one moment in time. So it's always making sure that the tip, the tip of the wick is as sharp as possible. Because if the tip of the wick is as sharp as possible, the light of the fire of the flame is flowing perfectly. And that, says the Balatanya, is the beginning of why a person experiences pain. Because pain is an awakener. Pain wakes up a person. To the disease. Pain wakes up a person to the lack of clarity. And everybody experiences some form of pain in this world. But when you have physical pain, you know that the pain, God forbid if somebody's sick with a terrible illness, we all know that if the, if the illness has no side effects, if there's no pain, then usually by the time they discover the illness, it's, it's, very, it's way too late. And the same exact thing is in spiritual illness. A person who has an addiction, and the addiction hasn't disrupted his life entirely, hasn't made a mess of his life entirely, hasn't caused him tremendous amount of suffering. How would he wake up to his mission in life? How would he ever become sensitive? How would he ever refine his organs? How would he ever crystallize them? How would he ever make them healthy? And what does healthy organs mean? Healthy organs means that there should be Yishkanar Hashem. That he should be highly in tune with his purpose. That he should, he should be wanting to transcend his animal to go to his human, which means Adam al-Elyon. Adam means Adam al-Elyon, to be similar to God, to be in a constant giving state all the time, to look to give, just like the creator of the world is creating the world from nothing to something. And that is the greatest kindness, that is, that is kindness, that's the higher good, that's God's compassion. On the whole entire world, he creates it. So too a person only feels fulfilled when he's on the right side. When he's also in a state of kindness. When he's highly sensitive, highly caring to another person. When he's highly in touch with his right side. And ultimately speaking, the holy Kabbalists say that man is comprised of two V's. If you take out your hands and you put yourself in a position of a jumping jack, and you spread your legs apart, you will see that you are creating a V, a triangle with your feet going downwards. And you, if you hold out your hands in a V form, you are creating a tri triangle upwards. And both triangles meet at the middle. That's in your heart. And that's what we said, if you remember, we said that tzitzis has one tiny string that has blue on it. And that blue is the color of some animal that was in the water. That's the color of the sea, and the sea is the color of the heavens, and the heavens is the cover of the galaxies. And all of that is the kingdom of heaven, all of that is spirituality, all of that shines in your soul. And then you have your body, and your body's trying to pull you down. The triangle downward is trying to pull you down, trying to take your soul and trap it. And your soul wants to lift everything up, to make meaning out of everything. That your organ should be highly conscious, highly sensitive, highly in tune. 
And ultimately speaking, the quality of your soul is far surpasses the quantity of your life. Even you look at your own body, if your V, if your V going upward is enormous when you think about how holy, how high, and how beautiful, how splendor, how magnificent the heavens are, and how magnificent the galaxies are, and how magnificent all the kingdoms are, and how magnificent the kingdom of heaven, the infinity of my soul. It's indescribable. And then if I look downward, going from my heart downward, it's so very sluggish, very temporal, pulling me deep into the ground, eventually into the ground fully. And it's the gift of life that I have at this moment, that I could uplift, that I could refine all of these organs, to be able to have Yishkin Hashem, to be able to look at another person and to be highly sensitive to them. So when I summarize this parak, I ask myself the question, Am I super sensitive to people around me? Am I fully listening to everyone? Has the pain in my life allowed me to discover my purpose? Has it allowed me to discover that the only thing that will ever make me fulfilled is Yishkin Hashem, when the light of God dwells in my consciousness? Have I come fully, fully aware that when I learn Torah is when I feel fulfilled? And when I do mitzvahs, when I'm in a... When I do mitzvahs, when I'm connected to Hashem, when I can penetrate through the coverings of this world, I'm fully fulfilled. And when I do kindness to another person, is the only time I'm fully fulfilled. If you have started to discover that, then you have a meaningful life, then you have touched the beginning of enlightenment. Because ultimately speaking, that is the essence of this parak. And the way to live with that on a continuous basis, the way that Yisla Skil Chabina should be continuous, is to realize all the time, that the miracle of creation only happens now. And whatever you, happen, whatever you do now, you will be for the rest of your life. And if you don't make a radical change right now, if you don't do something radical right now, you haven't tapped into the essence of your soul, you haven't realized, that the, you haven't realized the core of your soul, which is Yishkan Hashem. And Yishkan Hashem is indescribable because the energy that you have in this moment right now is indescribable. And what you can do with this moment it's entirely up to you how sensitive and how deep, how compassionate, how happy, how joyful is entirely up to you. And if anything is negative, if there's complaining, if there's reactivity, if there's selfishness, it's all on the left side. And it's all for you to drop it. And to be highly sensitive to another person, and to be highly sensitive to your spouse, and to be giving love without, without any attachment, without any conditions. Which to be in that state is to be in a miraculous state. Which to be in that state means that you have lifted up your triangle upward. You have tapped into the core of your soul. You have went deep into your heart, deep into your mind. You have, you have crystallized them that your heart has become empty and your mind has become empty and therefore what has evolved in your heart and your mind is Yishkin Hashem, is the light of God. It is the infinity, it is the miracle of the godly soul dwelling through your consciousness. And that is the most meaningful life. And when you start to live with that, you have a miraculous life. You look all around you and you only see good. You only see positive. The Odessa that you live in, the Pomona that you live in, the place that you live in, whatever place you are, you see that everything around you is so holy. Everybody around you is so beautiful. Everything around you is so good. And if you're living in a life where everything is positive all around you, where every single person mirrors the godly spark, where every single thing is joyful, then you know you have begun to become enlightened. Because you're highly sensitive to the positive around you. And you eliminate the negative. The negative becomes, becomes disappears, it disintegrates. And when a person understands that, that's the beginning of Yishkin Hashem. That's the beginning of Yishkin Hashem. Then pain has met its purpose because it becomes transmuted to joy. 
because it has become a way for you to eliminate all pain around you, for you to eliminate suffering all around you, and to see positivity all around you, and to allow others to be positive all the time, and to allow others to live in the space where you realize that Hashem is creating the world only now. And when a person discovers that, that is the true beginning of Yishkin HaRashem. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.